Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic, terrific day today, as always. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the zinc glycinate. You voted. It won. Credibly good product for the immune system, as I've told you all repeatedly for the last couple of years. Stacks well with the vitamin C with antioxidants and the D3 to really bolster the immune system, keep it strong. Also very good for immune and reproductive health, along with supporting antioxidant activity. This product will be on sale for 10% off now since you all voted for the next following week and the uh, updated Products of the Week platform. And uh, currently right now, Dad and I are actually up in Washington, D.C. for a conference that we're going to, some business stuff. And we'll keep you guys more prized on that later on during the week. And it was interesting because this was the first time I've flown out commercial since 2018. I had a planned trip back in 2019, ended up getting canceled for various reasons. And then the entire pandemic came about at the beginning of 2020. And as you guys can remember, it got pretty weird. And on top of that... I wasn't going to go to jail for not wearing a mask on a plane. I, I found it to be extremely invasive and not mention illegal and unconstitutional, telling me that I had to wear a dog muzzle simply to to simply drive or fly on a plane and uh, operate, you know, on a plane that I'm paying for and be restricted on what I can and can't do. So again, I jumped on the plane. We had TSI uh, TSA pre-check. And basically went in, and uh, it was interesting. Flew to Tampa and walked right through. No x-ray scanners even available in TSA pre-check. And I walked through the metal detectors, and I forgot I had my, my cell phone and my wallet and all kinds of stuff on me. And metal detectors went berserk, and the lady goes, oh, sweetheart, do you have anything in your pockets? I'm like, oh, yep, I actually got everything in my pocket. She's like, okay, we'll put those in the tray and just run those through you know, the conveyor belt and walk back through I walked back through, and she looked at me and smiled. She's like, all right, you guys have a good trip. And I'm sitting there kind of looking at her. I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, are you patting me down? We're we calling security. Where are we going with this? And, you know, she's just like, okay, well, you guys have a great trip. And I looked at her and I said, oh, thank you so much. Smiled at me big, and I grabbed my bag, and I walked off. And then the terminal was right in front of me, <laughs> American Airlines. So it was actually uh, probably one of the most, um, I can't want to say enjoyable, but probably one of the least eventful traveling trips I've ever had and golly pushing almost two decades so it's very interesting to see I was very pleased with Tampa the way they handled everything and I think a lot of um, from the demeanor and the people and the security and the TSA and just in general and the pilots I've noticed that I pretty much can feel that everybody in Florida is pretty much over this nonsense and ironically enough you know we had bumbling buffoon Biden do that 60 minutes article uh, interview the other day and you know he declared blatantly declared the pandemic is over with and it was kind of funny because if you guys have looked at anything on social media and other platforms, uh, pretty much everybody's been raising cane about that. And they're saying, OK, well, if the U.S. president of the United States, the current sitting president, is now declaring that the pandemic is officially over with, why aren't the executive powers and the executive basically restrictions and mandates and laws being reined in? Because they were all based on the premise of a pandemic being at large, correct? That's what we were all told. That these were all short-term events and short-term mandates and short-term executive powers that were being implemented by governors and lawmakers alike. And they were only doing this for 
our protection and safety until they could get everything under control. You know, two weeks to flatten the curve, then another two weeks to basically flatten the curve, and then another two or three months to do your part in flattening the curve until people realized after a year and a half that there was no flattening the curve and there was no curve to begin with. The whole thing was a complete and total lie with a very, very serious upper respiratory virus that was floating around. But quite frankly, I've told you guys this before, the research that I've looked at and numerous other scientists have divulged is remdesivir was one of the primary causes that was killing people in the hospitals. And then we found later on that the primary, you know, uh, trait that was people were dying from COVID is obesity, you know, two or more comorbidities, primarily the number one being obesity. So you have to go through and look at what's really happening. And that's what we've been continually doing for everybody on this show to get the truth out there the best we possibly can. And I had a breakfast with a friend of mine this morning, and we were talking about the insanity of the FDA and not only the criminal aspect, I mean pure criminal aspect of the FDA coming in now and giving this carte blanche rubber stamp to Pfizer for this RNA shot, this bivalent new shot, this fifth booster, I guess you could call it, that causes you to produce two spike proteins allegedly. And they're telling everybody it's totally safe for people to take when they never even tested on anything but eight mice for two months. And then the research never goes any further. FDA goes, cool, rubber stamp it. It's good to go. Roll it out for everybody 12 and older. And I saw an article earlier that came out of Saskatchewan Health. And what's interesting about this, and I can't verify if this is the new shot. I don't think it was the new shot yet, this fifth one. I think it was a fourth booster shot. But it's basically a, a daughter – who went just online and just blasted what had happened. And basically she said that her mom died from the shot almost immediately after getting it at the shopper's drug mart. Saskatchewan Health Authority has said they're investigating the incidents, and they've determined now the person died of natural causes. However, according to social media post by the woman's daughter, her mother, Carol Pierce, she was described as perfectly healthy, having zero medical issues whatsoever, and died inside the shopper's drug mart on Wednesday, September 14th. Within minutes of texting her daughter, she received a jab, and she posted screenshots of basically her text messages. And the daughter goes on to say, my beautiful mother's life was taken yesterday by the COVID booster shot. She was happy, perfectly healthy, spent yesterday morning visiting me at my house upon her appointment time. She left for her appointment happy and energetic. And essentially, she told her mom that she was getting ready to get the shot and waiting 15 minutes. And uh, her mom texted me right after she got the shot to let me know she was waiting. And uh, she basically dropped dead. She got called to the uh, the basically the uh, drug market, shopper's drug mart, where the death occurred. And, you know, this is not the first time this has happened, sadly enough. This is something that's becoming a normal occurrence. And my condolences go to this lady and her entire family because, you know, what a horrible way to check out. I mean, there, there's a lot of ways that you can do something and, you know, try to do your best. But going to a drug shopper's mart and getting an experimental RNA shot injected in your arm and dying, I mean, that's that's pretty rough. Make it even It's awful. And what makes it even worse now, too, really getting me frustrated, is that now we're seeing that there are all these hospitals that they're trying to basically go in now and justify these children coming down with, uh, pericarditis and myocarditis. Hospitals are literally running commercials. I told you guys the other day for heart conditions that was unheard of in children to the rollout of the COVID-19 shot. And in my opinion, you already know this. 
the hospitals are going to make record profits off this now. They're going to be showing up and in, you know, basically distributing more drugs to these children, more hospital visits, more times in intensive care, possibly more times of basically organ transplants. And this is only going to increase the profits of the medical industrial complex. And not only that, they're going to ruin a lot of these people's lives and these children's lives. But them coming down with myocarditis from a shot – this should never even been approved for human usage, much less been rolled out for young children. So, again, as sad as this is to see, it's our duty and our job to continue to get the truth out there and keep talking to everybody about what's really going on and encouraging people to use wisdom, use discretion, and make your own decision. Don't be bullied into doing something, my friends. What do you think, Dad? You guys have to just stay with us here today because Austin and I are in a hotel room in D.C. We're attending a conference up here. I don't want to promote the conference yet until we basically uh, go to it and see what they're going to talk about. And we're going to see what kind of uh, – it's a Patriot convention for only about 100 people. They've asked us to come up here from a very high-profile person who is um, basically a billionaire. So you know how I feel about the Billionaire Boys Club. So <laughs> we're going to see if this one's legit or not. But uh, So we're going to be going back and forth, passing our headset back and forth using the same broadcast. We wouldn't get feedback as far as our iPads. And so uh, we're here. So we're here trying to keep uh, track of what's happening up here and what's happening with the world and all the things that we're trying to get involved in. Uh, but I want to start with this. Guess who's back? Uh, charitable Clintons reopened their pay-to-play global initiative. I mean, this is absolutely nuts. This is an article by Ryan DeLarm. The Clinton machine has been oil-primed and is once again ready to start receiving funds affecting global politics and business and skimming off exorbitant administration fees to feed the beast. The global exploits of the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative are stuff of legends. The murky story of the Clinton Foundation has been well documented in Peter Schweitzer's Clinton Cash. The former first global families initiatives have been used to describe by longtime aide Doug Band as a den of favor trading between Clinton family members and corporate executives. The Clinton Global Initiative, according to this criminal former aides, was created in 2005 as a way to harness the desire of wealthy execs and celebrities get close to Clinton to advance the aims of his foundation. Now, they're saying his foundation. This is not true. This is Hillary's foundation. She's the one who runs the entire marriage, the entire foundation, the entire White House when she was there. She's a high-level Sabbatine Kabbalist witch. Uh, Larry Nichols said that every six weeks when they were in the White, in the, in the president's or in the governor's mansion in Arkansas, that she would fly to L.A. to attend her witch's coven because she was the head witch there. You can't make this stuff up. These people are as evil as they get. They are not Christians. Okay. Somebody said to me the other day, they sent me a letter. They said, Oh my, on the ask Dr. Ted B at yahoo.com, you said the Clintons were Christians. And I said, I never said that. And she says, Well, it was on this episode. And I said, No, it wasn't. I said, Go back and look. And she did. She says, Oh, you're right. You never said that. They're not Christians. They're Satanists, Kabbalists, Luciferians, whatever you want to call them, but they have nothing to do with Jesus. The, this, this is not a traditional charity. Unlike Clinton's foundation, it does not dispense money on its own. Instead, it is a series of collaborations with corporations or individuals to solve global problems anchored by an annual conference that costs $20,000 to attend. Now, listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. From, 20 to, from 2005 to 2013, eight years, the Clinton Global Initiative secured pledges worth $74 billion. Guys, I can really change a lot of politics globally. By comparison, the Gates Foundation was given away $28 billion since inception in 1994, but they received $74 billion. Wow. 
according to attorneys during a 2007 plea negotiation on sex offense charges, was determined that financier Jeffrey Epstein also formed part of the original group that conceived the global Clinton initiative. Through his name was not mentioned in any of the organization's founding contracts, it's worth a mention if only we know that the kind of upstanding moral characters are associated with the Clinton Foundation, you know, Clinton Global Initiative. That was interesting here is it ties right back to the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was involved with Mossad, involved with Israel, involved with the Clintons, involved with setting up the Global Initiative, and they always use front people to do this. And now they're getting the Clinton, Clinton Global Initiative cranked back up again to continue to do more front people. By the way, the House Democrats have killed a resolution to investigate Hunter Biden. House Democrats on the Oversight Committee on Tuesday voted against a Republican resolution that would have ordered President Joe Biden's administration to turn over documents about Hunter Biden's business deals. Guys, this is so corrupt. The resolution of inquiry led by James Comer, Comer, a Republican out of Kentucky, the top Republican on the Oversight Committee, would have ordered Biden's administration to provide a plethora of documents of the Biden family's overseas business ideals deals, including those involving the president's son, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter. Although all 19 Republicans voted in favor of the resolution, 23 Democrats voted to kill the resolution after just two hours of debate, according to CNN. Comer accused the Biden family of peddling access to the highest levels of government to enrich themselves, CNN reported. If the Democrats vote against this resolution, that they are continuing in their coordinated effort to shield a potentially compromised president from necessary congressional oversight, Comer said. We must shed light on the Biden family's international business schemes to determine if there is a national security threat. Ain't going to happen. Just, they're not going to they're not going to have Hunter. Donald Trump didn't do anything with Hunter Biden's laptop, guys. I mean, the Justice Department is separated from the executive branch, supposedly, and they doggone sure made sure that they didn't do anything to Hunter Biden. Even the FBI still has this laptop in custody. Also, 24 attorneys now, 24 attorney generals have signed letters warning the visa to drop the plans for tracking gun sales. This is actually good news. 24 Republican attorneys sent a letter to Visa, MasterCard, and American Express on Tuesday warning them to drop the plans to code and compile gun sales in America. Breitbart News reported that the credit card companies were now under pressure from New York Democrats, including Governor Kathy Hochul, three categories of gun sales so they could be flagged. On September the 10th, 2022, Visa caved to Democratic pressure and agreed to recategorize gun sales, giving them a special code so they could stand out from the other sporting goods or general merchandise purchases. Wow. MasterCard and American Express also capitulated to Democratic demands as well because they're all owned by State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. <laughs> Once you get the picture here, you understand who's running the planet. By the way, DeSantis administration is hitting back against a class action lawsuit filed by the Martha's Vineyard migrants. They filed a class action lawsuit against Ron DeSantis for sending the Martha Vineyard. I mean, this is you got to give these trial attorneys credit, man. Every time they see a little crack of the armor, they try to run and sue everybody. As Breitbart News reported on Tuesday, the migrants you sued the governor, claiming that he violated their Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment rights by being deceived into taking the trips to the wealthy liberal enclave. Now, stop, stop, everybody, stop. They don't have Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment rights. They're not. They're not American citizens. This is the most ironic stuff that I read. They, they're claiming their rights now as American citizens because they came over here illegally and they volunteered to go up to Martha's Vineyard. I mean, it's just unreal. 
the uh, Doe defendants made false promises and false representations to the individual plaintiffs and other class members who were willing to board airplanes to other states that they would receive employment and housing and educational opportunities and other like assistance on their arrival, said the lawsuit filed by attorneys with the non-governmental associations, Alonzia, Americas, and Lawyers for Civil Rights. In fact, the defendants made no such agreements for employment, housing, or educational opportunities, or other assistance for the individual plaintiffs or other class members at the destination. Defendants had not even notified any governmental or nonprofit entity that could provide such services that the individual plaintiffs and their similarly suited class members would be arriving. I mean, it's you know we got to have tort reform in the United States. I'm going to stop for one second to kind of digress. Tort reform means this: if you sue somebody for something, some frivolous lawsuit and you lose, you should be required to pay the legal fees of the person that you sued. Are you listening to me, friends? They have that in England. You can't just around suing people over there for frivolous stuff. I mean, if it's going to cost $100 million to try something for 15 years in court or whatever it's going to cost, or $50 million or $20 million, if somebody has to pay that from the other side who sued you, they're going to stop that nonsense. But as long as they have these guys that work on contingency. So if we get you a $100 million settlement with the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis, we're going to pick up $40 million of that. And so you guys are going to get $60 million, and it's not going to cost you anything. So would you like to sue them? Well, yeah, I'll be happy to do that. would be fun. Because let's have a, you know, make sure we go ahead and get a jet, too, while we're in the United States and, and get a bigger house. And let's go ahead and get a couple of boats. And let's go ahead and have, you know, $20 million or whatever to run around with for the rest of our lives. And we bring all the rest of our relatives over from, from the, these third world countries. I mean, it's insane what, what, what happens in the United States unless we have tort reform. It really is. By the way, the Democrats have also now – they're trying to let all children now have access – Young children have access, teenagers, to get over-the-counter testosterone shots for gender transitioning. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, weirdo, nightmare from the pit of H-E double sticks, Democrat from Massachusetts, and Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, are urging Joe Biden's deputies to offer the body-changing testosterone supplement to a wide range of people such as depressed teenage girls. Uh, this is just gender. This is, this is nonsense. The two Democrats requested the federal agencies loosen restrictions on testosterone so that transgender people can access it more readily, according to an exclusive report from the 19th. The media outlet is sponsored by Planned Parenthood Federation of American Pfizer, CVS Health, and other various entities in the healthcare space. Since I'm reading here now about CVS, all of us should be boycotting CVS. <laughs> should be the end of that. And realize that these guys, all they're wanting to do is let these kids transition. That's it. But also think about it this way. You know, estrogen and testosterone are, are antagonistic. If a girl starts taking high levels of testosterone before she starts puberty, she's going to really mess up her ovulation cycle and may prevent ovulation altogether in the long run. She's going to really chemically castrate herself. This is a nightmare that people are doing this. It really, really, really is. And if you understand the basics of this, you'll start to understand how, how devious this is and how cabalist this is and how they're trying to make all these kids transgenders. One other article, too, I want to talk about this morning. I looked it up. Glyphosate weed killer. This is the product that we know is Roundup. It causes, crosses the blood-brain barrier. It's linked to Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative diseases. Uh, you get a lot of these kids that are eating a lot of pizza and other types of products that are not organic. And this wheat has been sprayed with glyphosate before it was harvested, and they're having neurodegenerative diseases. It happens with adults, too, and increases the risk of Alzheimer's. This Arizona State University study shows that the popular herbicide glyphosate can actually infiltrate the blood through the blood-brain barrier, increasing neurological disease risk. 
The blood-brain barrier filters various molecules entering the brain from the circulatory system. However, the permeation of glyphosate molecules elevates the expression of the TNFA and the accumulation of soluble beta amyloid proteins in the brain and has associations with immune, inflammatory, and neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's disease. More than 6 million people in the U.S. are now living with Alzheimer's, and cases are expected to double by 2050. Although Alzheimer's research is found heavily, it's focused heavily on finding genetic causes of disease, fewer than half the cases are genetic. Thus, researchers are now evaluating how environmental contaminants such as glyphosate may increase the disease risk. Wow, think about that for a second, guys. Every single wheat product you're eating, it also causes gluten sensitivity. It's awful. If you're going to eat bread that's not that's not organic do yourself a favor say no to start with and number two only eat it in small amounts but i know people are eating this stuff all the time with all this wheat and they're calling it's causing celiac disease and everything else from this glyphosate tainted wheat product very very important that we all know that that's going to affect neurological development of the children it's going to affect their growth it could stunt their growth it's going to cause all types of other health problems in these kids and they may start doing really badly in school because their brains aren't working properly. Really, really important to understand that. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Well, you're exactly right. And this is why you're hearing more and more cases of, you know, basically Crohn's disease, celiac disease, IBS, all these issues with the digestive system. Because when you start pumping in these heavily, heavily processed foods, they cause issues, guys. And they're side effects. And the, pro- the worst part about them, I think it is, is that it's not something that you see right away in most cases. You know, you don't eat a loaf of bread that's loaded with glyphosate because the wheat's been sprayed, you know, right before harvest as a desiccant and it's harvested. And all of a sudden, you know, you have these horrific colon problems and digestive systems out of nowhere. It builds over time. And what the thing that they have found in the research is that glyphosate roundup, it builds in the body. So if you get exposed to a small amount of glyphosate in food, it's a toxin. Your body, in most cases, can help detoxify it out, especially if you're running stuff like the detoxificant formula, which are Ben and I clay and water suspension, also our GHI cleanse. I've worked with a lot of people who have gotten toxic in certain elements, and that works great. But the problem with it is it's not that you eat it one time. It's that it's being contaminated in so many food platforms. Primarily, a lot of it is pizza. But there's research that came out. Uh, I think it was like three or four years ago, we talked about it on the show in detail, and they went to pretty much all the major companies, pizza companies, Panera Bread, restaurants, and Olive Garden. I mean, went all across the board and bought basically their major bread products, whether it be Papa John's Pizza, whether it be breadsticks from Olive Garden. The list goes down the line, and it was crazy because some of the companies that you thought were at least moderately decent in quality had some of the highest amounts of glyphosate testing in their products. And Panera Bread and Papa John's, I remember off the top of my head, were two of those that were like well at the top of the list. Another one that was shook a lot of people up was basically Quaker oatmeal. Oats aren't even used. There's, they don't even make GMO oats. They don't even use oats as far as for the glyphosate. But what we found out later on is that the oats, they spray them again with glyphosate about three days before harvesting as a desiccant. So it actually kills the plant, but it allows them to harvest oats much more efficiently and easier. The problem with this is you have glyphosate spraying directly on oats that you're harvesting. It's not even getting exposed to any type of rain or most irrigation at that point. The irrigation systems are turned off because they're about to get harvested. So the ground's dry. The oats are dry. But the last thing they got sprayed with was doggone Roundup. And then you're turning around and harvesting it, processing it, throwing it in a can, throwing it on the shelf, and people are wondering why they're having so many issues. And speaking of that, there's another research study that just came out 
in Science News. It was actually published August 31st, 2022 from Tufts University and Health Science Campuses. And it was a research found that men who consume high rates of ultra-processed food were much higher risk for developing colorectal cancer for those who did not. Now, this is research has been out here similar to this numerous times, but it just keeps coming back over and over and over again. And the University of Tufts University and Harvard University basically tried to hopefully make a change and figure out if it was going to be different, and it's not. They discovered the link between high consumption of ultra-processed foods had a 29% higher risk for developing colorectal cancer. That's exactly what Dad's was talking about with glyphosate. This also goes back to sodium nitrite. Sodium nitrite is a very, very significant contributor to this, another reason why it's so important to make sure you're reading ingredients that are on your products. And quite frankly, the best thing to do is just stay away from heavily processed foods. That's just a fact. The longer the ingredient list is on the box or the package, the more processed it is and the higher problem you're going to have with eating that food long term. That's just the way it goes. So, again, this is like we talked about the other day. Read what's on the label. Do your own research. You can't rely on the feds that give you any type of reasonable research. Remember, the White House Nutrition Advisor, remember I brought this up a couple months ago, built and released what is now called the Food Compass that vilifies whole foods like promoting Lucky Charms. I told you guys I went down the list with you. You know, Watermelon got ranked as number 100 which is like the highest on the list, which watermelons, there's nothing wrong with organic watermelon, but it's, there's not much nutrients in it. But the crazy thing was Frosted Mini Weeks got a score of 87. The Lucky Charms got a uh, listing of like 60, or, excuse me, like 78. It was ironically enough, everything with artificial colors and corn syrup was like at the top third section, got a 72, 74. I mean, Lucky, Lucky Charms? I mean, you got high fructose corn syrup, GMO wheat and corn and food coloring. That's pretty much – and sugar. Don't forget more sugar on top of the high fructose corn syrup. That's the premise of Lucky Charms, and that made it to the top of the list where things like beef and whole eggs were at the very bottom, like 10 and 11 and 12, and were put into the to-be-minimized category. Well, again, this clearly shows you this is nothing to do about health. It has everything about keeping people sicker and – trying to push their green agenda by telling everybody, oh, no, you don't want to use any type of beef or eggs or butter. You want to make sure you stick with Lucky Charms and watermelon. That will really keep you healthy. This is all, again, another lie to continue to keep people wrapped up in the medical industrial complex, just like they did during COVID. When they told everybody during COVID, oh, there's nothing you can do. You basically just have to sit in your house, lock down, wear a mask, don't go anywhere, and you'll hunker in place until we get the shot available for you. Ivermectin? Oh, you can't take ivermectin. That, that's a horse dewormer. You can't take that at all. You can't, can't take ivermectin. No, 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 no. It's dangerous. Oh, the hydroxychloroquine? Oh, we just did very, very skewed, completely and totally insane research that didn't even have any type of viable ability to reproduce it, showing that hydroxychloroquine is causing heart attacks all of a sudden. Complete and total lie again. Oh, well, you know, we did test. We did test basically the remdesivir we tested that with gilead in 2016 in africa and even though it was the absolute worst of all viral injectables that we found antivirals and started causing significant issues with hepatoxicity and renal failure within five days that's what we're green lighting that's what you need to use that's what you get put on and then people started wondering why all of a sudden oh covid's causing renal failure and causing liver failure Guys, COVID didn't cause liver failure and kidney failure. It didn't happen. Nothing about that virus attacked either one of those organs. But when you start having kidneys fail, 
What happens? You start having water retention. You start having water retention. You start having fluid buildup in the lungs. Start having fluid buildup in the lungs. Oh, you got an upper respiratory virus. Now you have fluid in the lungs. Now your kidneys are shot. Now you got to go on dialysis immediately in a ventilator. I heard it, saw it, got so many emails, phone calls that it was it was it was horrific to me to watch this happen. That right there, my friends, is what needs to get exposed. Is Ramdesivir and the very fact that you had this absolute disgusting individual Fauci was one of the main heads that pushed this through. And Rand Paul the other day actually called him out again, which, you know, he, he calls him out a lot. I'm kind of hoping they're actually going to do something about him, but he did say something that was actually very valid. And Rand Paul came out and he said very blatantly, he said, this may come as a surprise to you. He said, but Joe Biden is not in charge of the government. He's not even fully charged of his wits for that matter, Rand Paul said. He goes, said, the thing is, the response to this has always been about submission and control of the individual. And I was like, okay, Rand, you know, even if he hasn't done something directly to oust Fauci and get him out, he's calling out some truth. And he went on to stay here. He said, these are the people who truly believe in the nanny state, whether it's your business, they want to be in charge of your health care. They don't want you being able to say anything. The pandemic was over two years ago in Florida, but it's still going on in the minds of the Democrats, and it hasn't been on the it hasn't been on the ground on for a long time. He goes, this thing, this response has always been about submission and control of the individual. And again, Rand Paul spot on. This is what we said from the beginning. This is what we continue to tell everybody. That's why it is crucial that everybody keeps speaking the truth. And that's why we're up here right now in D.C. looking at a lot of stuff, talking to people. And uh, we'll keep you guys apprised on everything that's happening and continuing to happen as it goes forward. What do you think, Dan? I think it's a fun show because Austin and I are actually in the same room together today. <laughs> I remember one time we were on the same in the same car together, the same truck together doing a show one time, and I called Hillary Clinton a bad word. And, and I thought you guys were going to get mad at me. And, and I, we didn't even, I said, but I got so many positive emails from it that I didn't even change it out. That was several years ago. Uh, but yeah, that woman just, just that's, she's something else, man. She needs to just go right straight back to uh, HE double six where she's going to spend eternity. You can't stand that lady. She's not a lady and answers a witch. Uh, by the way, the transgender health group removes minimum age guidance for genital mutilation and chemical castration. Oh my gosh, it just never ends. You know, <laughs> The uh, gender-affirming procedures, a phrase used to camouflage the grotesque nature of many of the procedures, including double mastectomies, female and male genitalia mutilation and removal, facial feminization and masculization, hormone treatments and puberty blockers that have caused chemical sterilization and social transitioning, e.g. using preferred pronouns and names, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, and yes, there is such a thing. I didn't have any idea that there was. It's called WPATH. It's considered the leading transgender health care organization with its guidance for gender dysphoric individuals being widely used in American, British, and Canadian hospitals. WPATH also influences health insurance policies and other health organizations such as the American Psychological Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics. The original guidance lowered treatment ages across the board. For example, the age in which children may start receiving permanently damaging cross-sex hormones was lowered from 16 to 14. General mediation, mutilation surgeries are lowered to 17, mastectomies are lowered to 15, and breast augmentation and masculinizing and feminizing of facial surgery for men were lowered to 16. Now, I, I got to stop here for one second. If I read any more of this, I'm going to jump up and down and start screaming, and I want to do that. Here's the problem with all this stuff. You know, O'Maslow put together this hierarchy of needs, 
And he said that the highest level you're ever going to reach is self-actualization. He says that very rarely ever occurs, number one, and very ever rarely ever recurs before the ages of 23, 24, 25. That's why so many of us have had teenagers that were complete nightmares all the way from 13 all the way to 20. And all of a sudden they get 21, they get 22, they get 23. They start coming back to what we train them as children. They start coming back to the word of God. They start coming back to the things that we know they're supposed to do according to what God told us to teach the children. Because they start reaching the concrete, rational thought period of their lives, we start to realize that they're not stupid kids anymore. They've got to be adults. You know, when I was a child, I acted like a child. When I became an adult, I left the childish and foolish ways behind me, is what the Bible says. And we continue to understand that as we get older. But 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids being able to transition to another sex and have their genitalia removed and their breasts removed, permanent, you know, basically debilitating, just horrible, horrible, horrific surgery that's not going to ever be able to get fixed. So many of these people, when they transition out, they, they just are so angry. I remember one time I was watching a show. It might have been 60 Minutes, might have been Deadline, Dateline NBC. It was this young boy who was being circumcised. He's a very young infant. And they were circumcising him, and they cut his penis off is what they did. And so the doctor decided, well, we're going to go ahead and transition him to a girl and make him a female now on the birth certificate or on what we're going to do. And we're going to give him a life of being a girl instead of a guy. That's how arrogant this doctor was. I mean, he gets screwed. He gets he, he messes up. So he decides to transition the little boy to a girl. And this boy then who had been a, was this a boy who'd been trained to be a little girl. He liked to play with trucks. He liked to play with, you know, with G.I. Joe. And all of a sudden he's like 20 years old. They're telling him, well, you're not really a girl. You're a boy. And the kid goes berserk and ends up having to go on psychiatric medicines because he'd been permanently and totally altered against his own will. Why well, he's an infant. So you think about that for a second. This is what they want to do because this is the Satan's group's way of doing things. This is how they always want to destroy everything God created. This is why when I pray for you guys in the morning, I ask for your perfect will, God's perfect will. I pray, Father, I ask you to be with my listeners, to bless them and keep them, to allow your face to shine upon, be gracious unto them, grant them grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, companionship, good life, long health, and resolve. We've got to stand against the onslaught of the evil one. All of us do every single day, and we need to understand that. And so many of you have encouraged me since I had the loss of Sharon, you know, five weeks ago, and I've continued to stand firm in the faith. Your emails mean the absolute world to me, by the way, all the encouragement that you're giving me. I just spoke to one lady this morning via email, and she basically had 11 children, and she really built up the show and built me up, and she was absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful email. And I want to thank you for that. I really do. I want to thank you for all those, all of you who've come to my defense when I mentioned on Monday about how I was having some, you know, some trolls on my emails. And uh, it's just it's just sad, like you guys said to me on the emails that you sent me, that people have nothing better to do than to hammer me five weeks after the loss of my wife. It's, it's ludicrous. And I, I, I agree with you guys 100 percent. That's why I brought that up to you guys on the show on Monday. But I love you guys. I really, really, really appreciate you. But guys, stand firm in this. Keep on the armor of God and to realize that we can do all things to Christ who strengthens us, but we have to continue to tell the truth. Germany now, oh my gosh, this is crazy. The German socialist youth demands are now publicly broadcast, telling the public broadcasters to show pornography on public porn on TV. And this is bizarre. The youth wing of the ruling German socialist Democrats in Berlin have called for the public broadcasters to show pornography on their media colleagues, arguing broadcasters should carry anti-racist and feminist pornography films. The SPD, with its wing known as the Young Socialists or Justos, argues that the German public broadcasters, such as Art and ZDF, should buy the rights to pornography films that fit with leftist sensibilities and show the feminist and anti-racist messages, claiming that normal mainstream pornography often fulfills sexist and racist stereotypes. I can't even believe this. This got me so angry when I read it this morning. And I'm going to say this. Shame on you, Germany. 
shame on you for allowing these people to come into your country and destroy you with cultural Marxism like this. Uh, years ago, we were in Europe. Sharon and I, we had the kids with us, and we're flipping through one of the TV shows. And sure enough, they have public pornography on one of the broadcasts. Like I said, that wasn't enough. They have to have transgender porn now on the broadcast. And we got so angry, Sharon called the front desk. And I mean, she raised H E double sticks with the front desk and demanded they remove the TV sets out of the room. And they did. They came up, took the TVs out. She goes, you will not expose my children to this filth. And guys, that's the resolve we all have to take. We have to stand there and say, no, how about H-E double sticks? No, how about we're not going to do this and we're not going to put up with this garbage. But Germany, basically, I hate to say this, they're lost. They've completely given themselves over to cultural Marxism and the ideals of Lenin and Stalin because of what's happened in their country. And they've been a kept caught nation since World War II. And, and we need to understand that basically this is so important that we understand this because Germany – the leader in Europe as far as industry is being collapsed right now as we speak with fuel prices going through the roof, gas prices going through the roof. If you try to order cars like Porsche or, or Audi or Volkswagen that are coming out of Germany now, many of them are completely backward. Many of their factories are closed. And this is one of the things – remember, this is what Winston Churchill, that Kabbalist, Luciferian, Druid said to the German people and to the English people after World War I. They said that Germany must be stopped. It can no longer be an industrial powerhouse. We don't want to have to compete against Germany, so we have to destroy them. Now, I'm paraphrasing it. That's what he said. And this is crazy that you think about the fact that they would attack them like that. Now, Paul Craig Roberts wrote a really good article today that says, why is the Federal Reserve intentionally collapsing the economy? Now, he's, I'm going to read you part of this, and he's going to give you the exact reason in a minute. The Federal Reserve has a long record of mistaken decisions. Unless the Federal Reserve's intent is to collapse the economy, the current policy of higher interest rates will go down as the most mistaken reading of the economy since the Great Depression. Prices are rising sharply in Germany, UK, and Europe, but not because of an increase in money creation. They are rising because the U.S. sanctions against Russia have reduced the supply of energy and disrupted transportation, as I just mentioned. Supply reductions have driven up prices of everything dependent on energy and transportation. The U.S. has not experienced these problems to the same extent. Energy prices have written some because the companies are taking advantage of the situation. In the U.S., higher prices are due to shortages resulting from lockdowns that closed businesses and broke supply chains when Donald Trump carpet-bombed the U.S. economy and shut everything down, when hundreds of thousands of businesses went out of business. In America's global world, problems of broad restrict supply here. The point is that the inflation is not a monetary inflation. Therefore, the Federal Reserve's policy of raising interest rates is nonsensical. Higher interest rates add just as to cost. They shrink supply and mean higher prices. If the Federal Reserve policy actually knows what it is doing, then listen to this. This, this is the whole point I'm reading this whole article. I'm going to start that paragraph over. If the Federal Reserve actually knows what it is doing, it is intentionally trying to cause an economic collapse, which makes me wonder if the Federal Reserve is in league with Kyle Schraub from the World Economic Forum, their plan that causes the crisis to use established heavy-handed rule. In other words, they want to take everything away from you. The latest news in the USA, if not fabricated, is that consumer demand is collapsing. Federal Express reports that businesses are hurting because orders are declining, and merchants report that consumer traffic is off. The real estate market has been brought to a halt. It is the mindlessness of the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates in the face of collapsing consumer demand. He's absolutely right. The Federal Reserve is in cahoots with the World Economic Forum because the Federal Reserve and the World Economic Forum are both run by their same Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan handlers. So he's right. So bravo, you know, Paul Craig Roberts. He finally clicked into that one and started seeing it. 
They're all being controlled by the same people. These same Federal Reserve banks and all of these nations are controlled by the same groups of people that also run the World Economic Forum and the, Internet, the, the International Monetary Funds and, we, and the International Bank of Settlements in Basel. All these same groups are the same heads of all of these different corporations, and they're controlling these corporations all over the world through these, how should you say, interlocking corporate directorships. And that's why BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard are the ones that are controlling everything because they own everything. we got to understand that. So I wanted to bring this up to you this morning. But now, Austin, what do you think about this? What do you think about Paul Craig Roberts finally you know, realizing what's going on with the Federal Reserve and the WEF? My personal opinion, I think he's spot on. I think this has been going on for years, and I think this is all concerted effort to put this together at the single most vulnerable time in the United States when they tell everybody that everybody essentially is going to be sick and die and everybody has to shut down. He made a valid comment, too, that a lot of the power companies in the United States have been absolutely price gouging. I told you Ford down here in Tico. We have Tico in Central Florida and a Tampa Electric. What's interesting about them is they've been raising energy prices significantly on all of us. I mean it's like the electric bill keeps going up every single month. Then we get another notification. Oh, there's another price increase, another price. Oh, now the, in the last one I told you guys, I read it. They blatantly said, well, because the Fed has raised interest rates, it costs more money for Tico to borrow money to stay operational. So we have to raise our rates on all of our customers now. A complete and total lie. They already hit us with a big old 10% price increase due to inflation a couple months before that, and then another price increase before that due to supply chain issues. It's, again, being used to price people completely out of the market. So why? People will own nothing, and they will like it. This is what they're getting ready to do with the housing market. A lot of people down here in Florida, all across the country, wanted to jump on the bag, and they had the fear of missing out is what they call it basically in the sales force and in the stock market area. They think everything's going to continue to go up in perpetuity, and everything's going to continue spiking. Now, anybody that's been in the markets, anybody that's invested always understands you have spikes and you have troughs. Now, if you can handle it and you can buy at a good time and you can go through the spike, and if you want to sell and make some money, you can do good. Or if you want to ride it all the way out and take it all the way back down, you just want to sit on the asset for a while, you can do that too. The problem with it is a lot of people bought houses down here, and I talked to people. They bought houses because they thought the market was never going to go down and everything was going to keep going up and they they you know sell flip houses every three three four five years you know and as long as their main house if they keep it i think longer than two years you avoid capital gains and so the problem is now a lot of people are buying these houses and they've been in them for a year now and they think that these houses are going to keep going up and the market's slowing down rapidly in the united states even rapidly down here in florida now florida's been shielded a little bit from extreme drops because due of the demand of people coming down here from all the other liberal states that they essentially have ruined and now they want to come to florida this is a very significant problem that's happening right now and again that's why i encourage people continue to make sure you vote and you talk to people because there's a lot of people that are moving down here that have no business being in florida and as they continue to keep gaslighting everybody right now it's embarrassing what they're doing. I saw somebody sent me a clip from that uh, Jean Pierre, that that absolute moron of a press secretary from the Biden administration. I mean, she, she's so stupid, and I mean, she can't do anything but read what's on her paper. She has an interview. She actually gets an interview with NBC, and this again was blatantly 100% propaganda to gaslight everybody. They blatantly said that the, the immigrants that are being transferred to Martha's Vineyard via DeSantis and other basically democratic areas, by the way, that, that, are, that are all sanctuary cities, they go on to say what they're doing is simply wrong and lives are at risk and they're used as a political statement. Well, what, what about the six to 8,000 that are coming across the border every single day in South Texas? What, what about El Paso? 
What about Phoenix? What about all these other areas? Oh, well, they, they can handle it. They're geared to handle that. They're geared to handle 8,000 people every day to come across the border illegally. Really? That's something that they're geared to handle? Oh, 50 people show up at Martha's Vineyard and suddenly, oh, it's, it's we need federal aid. We need support. We can't handle it. Again, it's gaslighting. This is why they've been sending people to the United States in the dead of night, as DeSantis has called out, blatantly not telling anybody what's going on and having contractors flying in illegals. I told you guys about the story that happened from one of the main uh, main individuals that run a Sunny FM as far as in Orlando's radio station. And they had an incident where they went to Daytona Beach. And this was about a year ago, and they got there, and they went to one of the hotels, I think it was the Hilton, and it was completely packed out. They were going there on vacation with their family, and they're walking through the hotel, and it's like everywhere they went, it was all individuals that pretty much resembled like they were coming from South America or Mexico, and none of them spoke English. And they said the hotel was like full of them, and they didn't know what to do because they were all walking around with lanyards. This is what she blatantly said, and she goes – well, they were all going around. Basically with the Amway lanyards, but the thing about it was Amway wasn't affiliated with anything we found out later on. There was no Amway event. There was no Amway conference anywhere in Florida that weekend, but yet they all had these lanyards walking around and passes and cards and all the stuff that got them into everything. Well, she ended up going to the pool, and she said the pool was completely and totally taken over. Every single chair had stuff, towels, backpacks thrown everywhere. There were more kids she, she could count in the pool in the hot tub running around. She goes, this is insanity. And there was no crazy events going on in Daytona that weekend. She finally went to the manager, was complaining. They wouldn't do anything about it. Finally, she pulled one of the managers she had talked to before the sign. She goes, what the heck is going on? She blatantly said this on, on radio. She goes, he pulled me to the side and said, well, you can't really you know, tell my name about this. She goes, but this isn't just here at Hilton. He was just everywhere up the East Coast right now. Basically, we're getting deluged with people. She goes, well, where are they from? He goes, well, I can't really bring any of this up, but this is what's happening right now. I'm really sorry for the inconvenience. We're trying to do the best we can to mitigate it, but I promise you it's not isolated. This is what's been happening. So when I hear these people like Pierre, this moron, and other people, Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> coming unglued about 50 people, this again is designed to do exactly what they want to do. Push propaganda to make everybody that doesn't go along with this look like they're neo-Nazi, racist, skinhead, anti-immigration individuals and you know we're the bad patriots. This is what they've done over and over and over again. They will continue to do. Also, to another news, Texas Attorney General's are now fighting against schools' unlawful COVID mandate. And this is interesting. You know, when you hear this shot and the dangers that are coming out with it, most people have pretty much come to the conclusion that they're not getting it. However, you still have places like California and certain parts of Texas. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has filed a petition reversing the decision made by Bexar County Judge to reject the state's temporary injunction that would block a vaccine mandate for staff at the San Antonio Independent School District. The mandate is currently on pause, but Paxson is now moving full steam ahead now that the court has ruled in favor of the mandate. And this, again, why I keep telling you, make sure you're getting involved locally and make sure you know people that are in these positions are going to have the best interests of the patriot community, of the American community, of the constitutional republic. Because quite frankly, there is no reason to cater and basically submit to the communist regime. They do not have your best interest in heart. They are not part of the constitutional republic. You have to understand that. You cannot reason with these people. You cannot have a dialogue with them. I have tried, and I know many of you have tried as well. You try to have a conversation. It's like talking to a wall. They'll argue with you the most obscure things, and they won't even have a legitimate rebuttal, but they'll just argue with you just because they're so brainwashed communists. That's what they believe. 
So understand, that's why it's so important. Get involved locally. Make sure you're talking to people about what's really going on. Also, too, in other news, gun news, this is interesting. I told you guys last week what happened with Visa, MasterCard, American Express, when pretty much the uh, IOR went in now, and they agreed to start allowing these companies to start coding specific gun purchases, any gun purchases online or whether in person, they were going to start coding them as high-risk and uh, now 24 Republican attorney generals have now sent a letter to Visa, MasterCard, and Amex Tuesday warning them to drop plans to code and compile gun sales in America. Breitbart News reported that the credit card companies were under pressure to basically recategorize these gun sales so they could be flagged. If you guys remember, September 10th, Visa caved to Democratic pressure along with MasterCard and American Express. And the letter dated September 20th addressed to the CEOs of Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. 24 attorney generals said, and I quote, the new code will not protect public safety. Categorizing a constitutionally protected right to purchase firearms unfairly singles out law-abiding merchants and consumers. First, Efforts to track and monitor sales at gun stores will only result in vague and misleading information. This categorization would not recognize the difference, for example, between the purchase of a gun safe and a firearm, nor to capture firearm purchases made at a department store, resulting in arbitrarily disparate treatment of gun stores, merchants, and consumers. Most importantly, purposely tracking this information will result in misuse, either intentional or deliberate. Creating and tracking this data only matters if your institutions are considering using that information to take further harmful action against law-abiding citizens, like infringing upon consumer privacy, inhibiting constitutionally protected purchases, or otherwise withholding your financial services from targeted, disfavored merchants. And they're exactly right, and this is what I told you guys the other day. The only reason they're tracking this information is to misuse this, and it will only be used to collect information to harm people that are law-abiding citizens. Remember, guys that are running around in gangs that want to go pick up you know, serial number scratched-off Tech-9s machine pistols that are already completely illegal under the NFA Act – they're not going to their gun store to go buy a machine pistol because they can't. A, they're felons. B, you can't buy anything unless it was previously manufactured before 1986. It's a machine gun. And C, they're not going to go get fingerprinted and pass a background check so they can get a machine gun or any type of firearm that matter. They're criminals, i.e. the term criminal, not obeying the law, not following the rule of law, going against the constitutional republic law. This is what the Visa, MasterCard, American Express either fully understand and they're doing it intentionally or they're so inept they're going to virtue signal and think they're doing something important when in reality all they're going to do is kneecap American citizens from actively exercising their constitutional rights and continue to violate our freedom. So again, my friends, keep getting the truth out there. I'm proud of these 24 attorney generals for speaking up about this. And again, it's something that we have to talk about. And there's another reason too, why I continue to tell people, if you can, you have the ability to, if you're going to buy something like this, just buy cash. If you're already buying a 44, you're already doing a 4473 form legally, that's up to you and the dealer and the FFL. But remember, like here in the state of Florida, you don't have to do a background check to legally purchase a firearm legally from a law-abiding citizen. There are no laws requiring that whatsoever. So judge accordingly, not giving you legal advice, just telling you things to look out for and make your own decision. What do you think, Dan? And yes, I know that Austin covered the same story that I did about the attorney generals, but I wanted him to recover to go and go into more detail because I think that's that important of a deal that Visa and MasterCard are not allowed to track us when we have gun sales. Uh, there's a book I read years ago. It was called uh, it was by um, Hully Ride. It was called The Money Mafia out of uh, Canada. 
and he was he was basically a defense secretary of Canada, and he wrote a whole book on the, how this money mafia runs the world. I highly recommend that book. And in one chapter in that book, he talks about the alien connection as far as ETs, extraterrestrials in the book. And then he talks about the book by Colonel Corso, The Day After Roswell. And he said that every book, every word in that book from that colonel was true because he had spoken with one of his top generals and one of the top generals of the United States. Now, I said all that to say this. There's two books you need to read, The Money Mafia by Helluride and The the Day After Roswell by Colonel Corso. Here's why I said all that to you this morning. Don't they don't flip out on this. These these entities have been around here for thousands and thousands of years. The Bible talks about them openly. There are other interdimensional entities is what they're trying to work with CERN. Basically, this is demonic activity that's happening on this planet has been here for a long, long time. Now, they're not all bad entities because we also have angels, which are also extraterrestrial entities. I guess you could say you could classify them as that. Uh, but, you know, but you've got to remember there's other life forms out there that, you know, we're not seeing in this dimension. We've got a gift that they come in and out of our dimension. That's why I'm giving you the next story. U.S. congressman claims that the United States government has reversed engineered extraterrestrial technology. You think, well, really, Ted, you got to cover that this morning? Yes, because somebody's got to talk about it. U.S. Representative Tim Burkett highlighted the UFO cover-up by the intelligence agencies in the Department of Defense, recalling what happened in the last public hearing in Congress. Quote, we are the most technologically advanced nation in the world, and they present us with these lousy videos, which, during the hearing, weren't even able to pause properly to show us two or three frames, he said. Everything is bad, and they don't trust us. It's all about power and control. This all happened back into the 40s and the 50s with Eisenhower and a lot of these other horrible presidents. Eisenhower goes down as one of the worst presidents ever. Him and Wilson and Lincoln are like my three worst, and Truman's pretty bad too. And I, and Roosevelt, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he was just a communist. All these different people out there are basically covering up this alien technology. And in that book, The Day After Roswell, Colonel Corso says – by the way, it was an international bestseller for the New York Times. He talks about how laser technology, the closed circuits – he talks about, you know, Kevlar and he talks about, you know, night vision. All of those different technologies came from this alien retro engineering of these spaceships that were shot down. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys. This kind of goes into the, you know, ET stuff right now and, you know, in X-Files. But this stuff is real. So don't let it mess with your head. Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He came to deliver us from the evil one and all of his cohorts that are some of these entities also. Remember all of that stuff, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Really important we understand that. So you say, well, Ted, I don't believe any of that. Okay, that's fine. But you can go in the Bible and you can look at all the different times when things would just appear out of other dimensions and speak to us and talk to us. It's, it's recorded over and over and over. And as I mentioned on last week's show, I talked about demonic possession. You say, well, I don't believe in that either. Wait a minute. Jesus talked about demonic possession. We have to understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood, against these principalities and the other, other entities in these other dimensions. Once we understand that and we see it, we can go against this stuff and realize who it is, what, what we are battling against. This is why prayer is so incredibly important. We've got to pray every single day like it's all up to us. and We've got to work. You know, We have to pray every single day like it's all up to God, and we have to work very, very hard every day like it's all up to us. We've got to understand that. And if we see it that way, it starts making more sense. And again, I want to thank you guys for all the encouragement you're giving me as far as the stuff that I teach on the Bible and how I tie it together with current events. I love you guys. I really, really appreciate it. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, we still absolutely are going to continue to push the truth no matter what, no matter the emails, the blowback, the banning, the shadow banning, any of that. We're still going to be here. 
We're going to continue to do this. We're going to keep up this fight. And so we, again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. It allows us to keep this show on the air and allows us to continue to do it commercial-free, my friends. Because I know most of y'all are just like I am. <laughs> you don't like commercials. I don't like commercials. That's why I don't even have television anymore. I've, I have no cable. I've canceled cable. Only thing I have is internet at the house for work. And so we keep this show an hour long, straight facts, straight information, as much as we possibly can. And then we give you our opinion on the side of it and let you make and encourage you to make your own decision. That's why I always encourage people to do. You don't have to believe what I say or dad says. Do your own research. I tell people all the time, any person, any person, it tells you you have to believe wholeheartedly only what they say and you cannot believe anything else and you cannot listen to any other opinion. I can tell you right now that person is full-blown tyrant and they want nothing more than to lie to you, control you, manipulate you because nobody that's active in the truth and wants the truth to set people free will tell them, no, you can't look at anything else. You can't question anything by all means. I mean, Jesus had the Bible. I mean, look at Jesus when he was in the Bible. People were always questioning stuff and asking him, asking, question this, question that, question this. I said, okay, here's my answer to this. 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 Look it up. Look up the Bible. Look up the Old Testament. Just what God says. This is what people have to remember. When you start having people that come in that have no ability to actually give you truth, but they're simply giving you lie after lie after lie, and they tell you you can't believe anything else. You need to step away from anything you're listening to them. So, again, appreciate the continued support of Health Masters. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. Got more vitamin C with antioxidants in. Also have the mega sale on the D3-10,000. As you guys know, be sure to check that out. And the product of the week, the zinc glycinate, will be updated here in the next couple minutes on the front webpage as product of the week. So be sure, my friends, to check it out, healthmasters.com. If you need anything, give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. Also have another big fresh batch of the purple sticks that are landing right now. Those are great products, as you guys know. Great alternative to coffee. Really good pre-workout, really give you a nice energy bump without the crash, and you don't have to deal with the rapid cortisol spike like you do with coffee. And again, that's also why we make the cortisol buster that can help mitigate some of that if you are having issues with it, because I know coffee can be a rough one to come off of sometimes. So the purple sticks really help to act as a good medium between there, and a lot of people use them on a regular basis. So thank you again, my friends, for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll keep you updated on everything we're involved in up here. You guys stay safe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.